Ministry Catalyst Podcast. www.worshipministrycatalyst.com. Worship Ministry Catalyst is a networking resource for all worship leaders and worship team members, serving as a catalyst to facilitate worship in the local church. David Lindner and Kevin Cruz. Well, hello, everyone. Welcome back to uh, another episode of Worship Ministry Catalyst Podcast. We're we're thrilled that uh, I was going to try and just be really deadpan. We're thrilled that you're here. Thank you so much. You know, I was, <laughs> I was listening to our podcast like two or three episodes ago, and we. We start the podcast off without saying anything. I think we laugh for like the first 30 seconds of the podcast. Like, we just start laughing. I wonder if that's a good thing or a bad thing. Like, I wonder if people like to tune into a podcast and the first, you know, little bit is laughter or if they're just like, oh, this is going to be a waste of my time. I'm, Forget I'm it. <laughs> I'm out of here. Uh, and we, it's good to laugh. Well, we, we're going to launch right into this. We're, uh, we are in part two. Duh. Part two. <laughs> Duh. It. Uh, yeah, that was yeah. for Chris. Yeah, that's right. That's like French, right? Uh, duh. Is that how you say it? Duh. Yeah. duh. That was like Hot Shots part. Duh, right. <laughs> so we we are here, uh, part two. Uh, oh no, I, I'm not even. Uh, Chris Bache. Bache. Yeah. yeah. See, I I I also got really nervous. <laughs> Just like that's what happened to me last time. <laughs> Chris Bache uh, from Canada, um, and, and if you didn't have a chance to listen to last week's episode, you'll definitely want to go back uh, and listen uh, to hear some of the context about um, uh, worship rises, to hear some of uh, just what, what Chris has done there in Canada. But uh, today in this episode, we want to kind of focus on a little bit of, um, uh, of how, how he's marketed it, uh, how they've been able to record it. Um, that kind of thing. So, so I think Chris, the first question that that David and I were really intrigued about, as we were talking prior to recording, uh, just you know, you mentioned some of the ways that that you guys uh, use social media to to help uh, promote, to help get this EP out there. You want to just talk a little bit about that uh, and share some of the the ways that you did it? Okay. Hang on a second here, though. I'm not getting audio from uh, from Chris, so I'm gonna make sure we. I mean, we hear you, but uh, I'm not. It's not recording. Oh. Hold on. How do you say? Please wait one minute. In French. Ah, Steve I love that. Golly, man. I wish I spoke French. Such thing that makes sense. <laughs> They're all listening. No, the the question, Chris, was um, how you use uh, social media. Some of the some of the things. Oh, with the did. recording, yeah, 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 yeah. Some of the things that you did to market it, to get it out there, um, you know, ways that that we might be able to do it for you know for people who are listening, who think this might be a good idea, et cetera, et cetera. Okay, so for our listening audience, 
we uh, we just had a little bit of technical difficulties, but uh, we are back now. And uh, yeah, we're always back. Yeah, we're always here. We never leave. No. But but uh, sometimes things go yeah, wrong. Yeah, sometimes things just don't work. And uh, you know, I'm using a mixer that's probably a little past its prime. So, but it's what I've got, and that's what we use. So anyway, here we we're back talking to Chris about social media worship rises. Yeah, so we released from Worship Rises our first EP this summer. We released it in July, and uh, we weren't, you know, really sure how it was going to go. The, the songs on the EP, there's four songs in the EP. They're available on iTunes or Amazon.com. Just search for Worship Rises, and you'll find it. Um, the, the four songs that are on there have come out of the songwriting events that we've run, and over the past year and a half, we've run five songwriting events. Um, all of them so far have been in Southern Ontario. Anywhere from 12 to 32 people gathering at these events, writing together in small groups, and then taking the ideas from those, uh, assigning them for follow-up to with some of the writers and getting the songs finished and demoed and sung in churches. And these four songs were ones that were being sung in some churches. So we thought, these songs have some legs. Uh, let's see if we can get them recorded. Uh, some of our guys you know, are involved in the music industry and have some relationships in Nashville. And so some guys down in Nashville got wind of this project and wanted to be a part of it. And I'm not a big studio guy. Uh, I don't live in that world. But once I started hearing about the names of people involved that wanted to play, uh, I started to understand, like, these are these are some serious players. Cool. So we had a, a producer in Nashville line up some A1 uh, musicians. And then um, so we tracked all of the all of the instruments down in Nashville. And then we tracked the vocals up at a studio just outside Toronto. Um, so we got our vocalists, people who were involved in the writing, to sing on the project. But for this project, all of the uh, the instruments were done down, down in Nashville. Wow. Released the EP in um, June or July, and, uh, and it was great. We didn't spend... We didn't spend one dollar on marketing. We just decided let's use Twitter and Facebook and our blog network and see what kind of results we get. And the week that we released uh, on iTunes, we and we only did digital. We didn't do any physical, uh, you know, CD duplication. Hmm. So we released it and and on, on iTunes in Canada, we went number two on the Christian chart in Canada, uh, behind those dreaded newsboys. And then uh, <laughs> and one really cool thing. On the, on the entire, like the full iTunes Canada chart, every album on iTunes Canada that was available, we were number 20 uh, the week that we released. So that was kind wow. of inter- interesting. We saw, some, we saw some good sales happen in the U.S. and in other parts of the world. But it was pretty interesting to us that we only used Twitter, Facebook, and blogs, and we saw those kinds of results uh, from iTunes. So that, that was kind of a neat thing for us. It just sort of confirmed, you know, there's something here about the story of Worship Rises and the vision and the heart behind it that people are really attracted to. And we don't have to go out on a big marketing campaign uh, to get people to buy the songs. Now, I'm not saying the marketing is bad because, you know, if we market it, will more people buy the songs? Yeah, probably. So we're now we're starting to think, okay, how can we start begin to spread the circle a little wider? But, you know, for, for the local church worship leader that might not, for a project, have a huge marketing budget, don't discount the power of Twitter or the power of Facebook, or the power of social media, you know, you know, putting st- um, videos from the studio up on YouTube, we, you know, with how grassroots this is, we've really felt like we can be doors wide open with everything we're doing. So when we do songwriting events, we're streaming live from our iPhones on Ustream, 
Um, we streamed live video from the studio in Nashville. We had about 150 people watching the studio session in Nashville when we were recording. We just feel like, you know, if this is going to be grassroots, let's let's let people in on the, the, the dirtier secrets. Let's let people see the process from the very beginning. Because if they see it from the beginning, then when it gets to the end, they're, they're going to want to tell people about it. Because, hey, I, you know, I saw the writing day. You know, I, I was watching the, the video of the writing day when these guys were writing these songs. And now it's come to this. You know, there's something available on iTunes. And now I can take it and get a chord chart and a lead sheet and do it in my church. I, you know, I think that's a real encouragement to small church worship leaders who might want to do some recording but think, you know, I don't, I don't have a publisher or a label or I can't afford to take out an ad in Worship Leader magazine or, you know, all of that stuff. I don't, I don't know enough people to, to get this. You know, if, if there's a compelling story and, you know, the vision behind what you're doing is really strong – Take some time to develop your network online and let the the power of the network do its thing because um, people are willing to to help you <laughs> and people are willing to tell your story if you've got a story to tell. Hmm. Now, did you uh, did you produce and uh, publish this all by yourself or did you have a, a label with you guys? We No, we don't have a label. We've, we do have a publishing agreement with a really great company called Praise Charts. And um, I should mention them because if you're a worship leader and you don't know about Praise Charts, you should. PraiseCharts.com uh, is kind of the place. And I've, I've been a customer of Praise Charts for like three years. For chord charts and lead sheets and click tracks, um, orchestrations, they just they do what we do, which is produce resources for the church. And so we started talking with them about Worship Rises and came, came to a, a place where we were really excited about signing a publishing deal with them. Hmm. So they're the ones that are creating the resources. Um, and if you go to praycharts.com and put in Worship Rises, you, know, you can find a bunch of stuff. They've created chord charts and lead sheets for everything. And uh, they've got the, the songs available for sale on their site. And so we're super excited about that relationship. They're opening some doors uh, you know, that we just don't have access to. We really see this as a, you know, our role in this is to focus on Canada, to bring Canadian worship leaders together, developing resources for the Canadian church. They've got international and global um, influence and global vision. So we're letting them uh, take care of that part of the thing. I, you know, I don't feel like I'm necessarily called to be the global flag waver of this whole thing. I'll be involved every step of the way, but we just really feel like, you know, we're called to Canada and uh, if there are other people that, that are going to take it beyond the borders of our country, you know, we'll, we'll be excited about that and help them do that. Um, yeah, so, so we're excited about that. The, the financial stuff, we had some people that were involved in Worship Rises that wanted to help support it. And so they were willing to put up some money. But because of uh, the relationships that we already had in Nashville, and you know, we, we were able to do it for a pretty reasonable amount of money. Um, so we put some money into the recording you know, we're, we're okay with, with where we're at with the money stuff. This hasn't, you know, this, and because of the way that we've structured this, it hasn't taken a lot of money to make this happen. We didn't spend a lot of money on marketing. We didn't spend a lot of money on making big events or bringing in big name guys uh, to, to help attract an audience. Uh, so, you know, it, has, it hasn't taken a lot of money to, to fund this whole thing. So yeah, there's, there's, no big, uh, there's no big weight of debt uh, that we're carrying around, which is pretty great. Yeah, I want to track back just a little bit. One of the things you mentioned uh, as we first started this episode was you talked about um, you kind of tried out the songs on the congregations that, that yeah. the people were writing them on, and then the ones that stuck are the ones that you chose. 
And it's like, well, yeah, it makes great sense, you know? <laughs> yeah. And, and sometimes there's time to do that and sometimes there isn't, but, right. um, you know, the one example, there's a song that came out of our very first writing day and it, the song is called worship rises. And uh, uh, I co-wrote it with two other guys. And I mean, as soon as I heard the chorus that, uh, that one of the co-writers, he brought the chorus. As soon as I heard it, I, I knew, man, my church is going to sing this song. We wrote it that first day. And so since then, it, that song has become kind of an anthem for the whole movement. And I took that song back to my church. And, you know, the first Sunday that I did it, I got three or four emails or phone calls, which doesn't normally happen when I introduce a new song. And I was hearing the same kind of thing. We're up to, I think, um, something like 25 or 26 churches in Canada and the U.S. that are singing that song, Worship Rises. Uh, it's it's kind of, it's taken off a little bit. It's been pretty exciting to hear some of the stories we've heard of churches writing original drama scripts around the song to introduce it. Um, we've heard of people uh, wanting to take that song and record it on their own album. We found a video on YouTube of a guy. It was pretty awesome. A guy had heard the song on the EP and obviously realized, okay, if I give the song the way that it's done here to people in my worship team, they're not going to be able to pick it up. So what he did is he recorded a YouTube video of just him, like in his garage or something, with a, just an acoustic guitar and just playing the song. And then below the video in the title, he had the lyrics and the chord changes. So it was really neat to see him take the idea and the heart of the song and realize, okay, if I just drop this on my worship team, they may not be able to pick it up right away. But if I just do it on my own with a guitar, a real simple arrangement, that's going to help them learn it. And that was pretty cool for us just to see, you know, you know, taking the resource, making it his own, letting it be helpful in, in his own context, his own congregation. Yeah, that's very cool. Well, it's just, uh, honestly, it's just been very cool and exciting to just watch this whole thing unfold and, you know, talking to you. You know, Kevin and I are sitting here getting all excited about it. Like, man, we've got to do something like this, you know? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I, I keep, yeah, and, I, I keep and thinking how... how you know, how needed be for our churches, you know, in, in our city here in Vancouver, Washington, I'm like, man, you know, what, why, why can't we do this? You know, I, sure. I know, I know worship pastors here and man, maybe we can start writing. Some songs together. Mm -hmm. Sure. And you know, you say you're excited about seeing where this is going to go. I will be the first one to tell you that I'm excited about seeing where this is going to go because, you know, in this, we don't have any kind of grand plan. There's no sort of five-year vision for this, like strategic marketing structure. That, you know, we're going to do this and then this and then this. We really feel like you know all we're supposed to do is be obedient to take the next step. And um, you know, we felt that from the very beginning. Man, let's let's just do a songwriting event and let's see what happens. Let's not get past that. Let's just do a songwriting event. And you know, the first one is like, man, maybe we should do this again. Okay, let's. You know, you know, we spend time in prayer, spend time seeking the Lord. God, is, are you in this? Should we keep going? And so each step of the way, that's the way we really feel. And we have been very open-handed or tried to be, you know, as much as possible, open-handed with this whole thing. And to say, you know, it's not about creating or, or manufacturing a process or getting stuck in this is how we have to do things or saying, you know, we're going to do this event and then that's going to leapfrog to this event and then to this. We've definitely got big dreams you know, I, I can I can begin to dream about worship rises events happening on a regular basis all over Canada. Worship leaders becoming connected, encouraging one another, spurring each other on. Um, you know, see, seeing people excited about worship ministry in Canada and turning to Canada as a place 
you know, on the same level as what's happening in parts of the U.S. or Australia or the U.K. and saying, man, God is up to something really, really unique and really special there. But it isn't a, about us trying to manufacture or trying to strategize something. The, the next thing we've got is um, – you know, in, in October, I was saying that all of our events so far have happened in Southern Ontario, kind of around Toronto in the area. You know, we, we do believe that this is a national movement with national implications. So our next event, we're going to do it on a national scale. And then, so on October 25th, uh, we're going to, it's a Monday, we're going to gather together at eight locations across Canada. And so in, um, in Moncton, New Brunswick, which is in the uh, beautiful East coast, uh, in five cities in Ontario, Winnipeg, Manitoba, and Calgary, Alberta, Uh, On the same day, we're going to have as many as 120 Canadian worship leaders gathering together on the same day to write songs for the church. So this has gone from like a bunch of conversations and the heart of like, let's see, let's see God do something really unique in Canada to now. I mean, imagine the impact of 120 committed, dedicated, talented, passionate worship leaders coming together to, to resource and equip and dream about the future of, of the, the worshiping church in Canada. I mean, I, I start to think about that, and, you know, and, uh, you know, when I'm talking to people and they're getting excited about it, I'm just as excited because, you know, I, I think the sky's the limit in this thing and, and to see what God has done already in a year and a half and to think about uh, where this could go. It's, it's exciting for us who are involved in it. Now, Chris, I got to ask, so does it ever get hard? I mean, logistically, um, when you have that many creative minds, like yes, <laughs> yeah, and so what what we have done is pulled in some people to help, particularly on the admin side of things. So uh, I'm really fortunate that my wife is a chartered accountant, so she's been doing our books. But we have, you know, as an example for this October event, we have um, a team of people sort of overseeing the events. Um, you know, so we'll have like regional leaders for each of the events, but then we've also got people who are just doing our admin. So overseeing all of the um, registration, overseeing discussions with sponsors, overseeing logistical issues like uh, the, the you know the caterer the caterer needs a phone call. You know, it's not a good idea to have artists taking care of those things. I want the artists who are involved <laughs> in this. I want the artists to be worrying about you know, really just growing their passion first for the Lord and then growing their passion for scripture, growing their passion for songwriting, growing their passion for relationships with other worship leaders. You know, I don't want them dealing with or having to deal with paperwork and administration and copyright only because I know how much I hate dealing with that kind of stuff. So, you know, we're, we're excited that there are people who are willing to help out uh, in, you know, in areas of their own giftedness. Cause yeah, if it, if it was up to a bunch of artists to pull off a bunch of events, I mean, right. forget it. it no, no, what, it, what about, what about when you guys are all there and you're trying to write songs? Uh, I mean, does it, does it get difficult because someone's like, no, no, that, that idea sucks. And someone else is like, oh, that's the best idea ever. And then <laughs> like, do you get people fighting and saying, you know, saying, what are you talking about? This is going to be, you know, yeah, so what we do, and we tell people before they come, so they have an expectation. We gather together. This is how we've done our day. So we gather together in the morning, you know, meet each other, go around the room, introduce yourself, talk about, you know, where you lead worship, a bit of your story, because often there are people meeting for the first time that morning in the room. Um, so we might have, you know, at each of our eight events that's coming up, we're going to have 12 to 15 people together. Uh, we spend time in scripture together, spend time praying together. Um, spend time just, you know, just being reminded, okay, we're gathering together to write songs for the church, to write songs for the Lord. This isn't about us. 
uh, you know, let's just get focused. That we we spend some time praying for the Canadian Church. We do that at all of our events. It's a real privilege for us to be able to do that. And then out of that, we break into groups of three, and you know, we there's no magic formula, but we say, you know, go as a group of three, go and write for an hour and fifteen minutes. And uh, we just sort of fell on that number. Like it's, it's sort of worked for us so far. So we're going to keep going with it. And we don't ask people to bring an idea. So we sort of say, if you've got an idea that you want to bring to the table, great. But don't feel like you have to. But in an hour and 15 minutes, we're going to call your group back to the big room and you're going to share whatever you've got. And so the, the pressure is on a little bit. Mm. And um, for, yeah, for some creatives, man, like we, we see – songs written beginning to end, you know, verse, chorus, verse, two, chorus, bridge, everything finished. And they come back and it's like, man, that, you know, that song might need a little tweaking and some polishing. And, you know, we should probably go back and revisit the the lyrics. But, you know, for the most part, you guys wrote a song. And sometimes people come back to the room and it's just, you know, we, we wanted to write a song about this and we've got a chorus and I think it might go like this. And for the verses, here's what a melody might sound like. And sometimes that's all that people bring back to the room. But, w- but we make sure to catalog everything. So when, when the, the songwriting groups come back to the room, you know, we record it. We'll just open our laptops and re- record on QuickTime. Uh, w- you know, we'll make sure we get lyric sheets. We try to catalog all of our ideas so that out of our writing events, we've still got all of the sort of core material. Like all of the ideas are there. And, and you know, we might go back and listen and say, you know, you guys only had a chorus and like a verse idea. But there's something here. There's one song that was written uh, at, at an event we did in July, and really all they had is a bridge, but the bridge is amazing. <laughs> but the bridge and, rocked. Yeah, and so you know, I've, I've, we've sent that song back to that group and said, you guys need to finish this. And so they're taking some time and working through different ideas. It's a group of writers who are in different cities, so they're writing together online via you know, email and iChat. Um, but we try to catalog all of our ideas in the room. Then, then we break, uh, go for lunch, kind of hang out, go to a restaurant and just get to know each other a little bit. Come back, make sure people get coffee for the afternoon session. And then uh, we switch up the writing group. So you write with a different group than you wrote in the morning. And then we do the same thing. You write for an hour and 15, come back to the room, share your ideas, record everything. And the spirit of the event is so encouraging that um, you know, even if you're only bringing back an idea – at least it's an, it's an idea and people are going to cheer you on and really congratulate you because you know, the, the amount of, of risk it takes uh, for someone who's creative to kind of you know, birth a, a song or an idea. And then we, we sort of talk about this idea of song babies mm. and um, you, know, you, you sort of you welcome this song baby into the world and, and in the room with two other people, you might really like the idea. But now – you go into a room with 12 or 15 other people who are also songwriters, also worship leaders. And you got to like, like, like pull the blanket back on your song baby. And, and you think the song baby is really pretty, but uh, is everyone going to think that my baby is as cute as I think it is? Right. Um, And and you guys are dad. So you, you know, you get that a little bit. And so we try to just really ramp up the encouragement and to really cheer each other on. Cause even to make the step of coming to an event, you know, to say, I'm going to give up a day and usually it's, I'm going to give up my day off and I'm going to come to be a part of something that's going to have impact outside of my church, outside of my community. This is going to have impact uh, within the church across Canada and, and maybe it'll have impact around the world. Who knows? But I'm willing to give up my 
you know, my day, I'm going to pour my creativity and pour my energy and pour my passion into seeing something happen. And if God decides to take it and use it and bless it, man, that's amazing. So the, the spirit and the tone of our events are really encouraging because everyone's, everyone's there for the same reason, right? It's not about which group is going to write the best song. It's really about you know, what, what might God do with the fruit of this day. Cool. Well, is there anything else you want to share with us about this whole, this whole movement? I don't want to. Yeah. I mean, if there are people that are interested in, in hearing more about like the specifics of how we've done this, um, I mean, I'm happy to tell the story. Uh, if, if anyone, you, you know, I'm, I'm here and there at different conferences um, speaking about the story of Worship Rises. Uh, you can, I'm online. Um, ChrisFromCanada.com is my blog or I'm on Twitter at ChrisFromCanada. Uh, you know, I'd be happy if there are people that are intrigued with this idea. I, I get a, an email, you know, once a week or once every couple of weeks from people who are thinking, man, I, I'd like to see if we could make this happen. I've, I've got nothing to sell. I have no manual. I have no handbook on how to start this. All I can do is tell you the story of Worship Rises, and I'm happy to do that. So if, if, uh, if you guys want to post my blog info and that online, go for it. I'd be happy to, to chat with people. Cool. Um, if people are hearing this before October 25th and would be willing to pray for us on that day, you know, we would be honored to have you pray for us. And we would really, uh, you know, we would just really appreciate that. So on Monday, October 25th, uh, from 8.30 a.m. to 3.30 p.m. in four or five different time zones, uh, there are going to be Canadian worship leaders gathering together to write songs for the church. So if, wow. if you would be willing to pray for us on that day, uh, and we'd be honored for that. You know, our, real, our prayer in this is that uh, God would honor our work honor our creativity and that, uh, you know, the, the impact of, of the songs would just, you know, go, go to places that we would never even expect. Uh, cool. Well, we have one more question for you. <laughs> is, and, and that question is, is how did you, uh, how did you get to know Paul Belosh through this whole thing? Oh, okay. It, it looks like you guys know each other on Twitter, but that's the great thing about Twitter. You know, you can make it look like you know someone really well. Um, <laughs> we're we're when, just we're just jealous because we we want to meet Paul's yeah. friends. <laughs> we we actually when we were uh, I think I mentioned earlier we uh, David and I went through the book God Songs on our podcast. You know, took sixteen eighteen weeks or so, uh, and and we had actually asked Paul if he wanted to to uh, to come on. You know, to do a guest thing, but. He never answered our request, which is okay because he's a busy guy. Right. But how did you get to be friends with him? Sure. Well, we we planned a songwriting event earlier this year. We we're going to do it in March. And originally the plan was to do it in a place called Waterloo, which is where we had done writing events before. And um, I started looking around for some other events that were happening and realized that the exact same day we were planning our writing event in Waterloo, Paul Belosh and Jared Anderson were going to be in another town about two hours south, a place called St. Catharines. So uh, my brain started to cook a little bit and thought, man, I wonder if we could have our Worship Rises songwriting event uh, in St. Catharines on the day that Paul and Jared are going to be there. I wonder if that could happen. So I got in touch with some friends who were running the event and uh, began to just work out details, and it, it happened. So in March of this year, we had 32 Canadian worship leaders gathered together at a church in St. Catharines, and it was pretty amazing. That was really, that was really like the landmark kickoff of Worship Rises. Um, so we gathered together. We did our writing day like we normally do. We had people write together in small groups. We went for lunch together. We had lunch catered in that day. We did some more writing. And then we had 
some incredible time with Paul, with both Paul and Jared. They spent about two hours in the afternoon just sharing their heart on worship. You know, Paul talked about the pastoral side of of leading worship, the pastoral side of songwriting. He just was over the top encouraging. Jared Anderson had some unbelievable stuff to say about songwriting. Uh, That guy is conservative with his words, but when he speaks, it is gold. It was amazing. You know, so we had those two guys just going back and forth for a couple of hours, taking questions, um, encouraging, you know, from their heart, appreciative of what was happening that day. It was incredible. Uh, We all stayed that night for their concert. Paul and Jared were there in St. Catharines at that church for the concert. So we stayed, we got to join in and um, yeah, so since then, Paul and I have stayed in touch. And yeah, yeah the, the concept of friend changes a little bit when your friendship exists mostly on Twitter and Facebook. But <laughs> Paul has been nothing but encouraging. When our EP was released, he posted the info on his Facebook page. He's posted info on Twitter. Paul and I uh, are going to be at an event um, called The Forge. It's happening in a couple weeks in New Jersey. And we, we realized that we're going to pass each other in midair. Uh, I've got to leave before he's going to get there. And so we were a little disappointed in that Paul was trying to entice me to stay saying, if I stayed, he would buy me a hoagie, but I don't think it's going to happen. <laughs> so, you know, Paul is one of these guys as a local, you know, he, he gets the local church worship leader situation because that's what he is. And he's a local church worship guy. And to me, I mean, you know, we had sort of said in the, in the last episode that worship rises, or at least the model of worship rises is where things are going to go next uh, as, as far as worship songwriting and worship culture, you know, and I, and I looked up at Paul as a guy who is a mentor either up close or from far away for local church worship guys. I put a thing on Twitter a little while ago. I feel like at my church, we sing so many Paul Balash songs. And at the same time, I feel like there are so many more that we could still do. Yeah. I think off his last, his last album, we, last time I counted, we sing like seven or eight of those songs. I mean, that's just not normal. And so <laughs> I, appreciate, I appreciate so much Paul and his ministry. And I think the church worldwide has benefited so much from the work that he has done. Um, and I appreciate his encouragement, his willingness to cheer us on. And yeah, I'm excited to see, uh, you know, where our relationship, you know, where the Paul Balash Worship Rises relationship might go. I'm, I'm thankful that uh, he replies t- to me on Twitter <laughs> for what, whatever that's worth. And uh, yeah, he, he's a guy I think that, that we as younger worship leaders could learn a lot from. Yeah, definitely. 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 Well, that's about all the time we have, all that we have time for. So. Yeah, that's it. So hey, it's been great. Thank you so much, Chris, for for being on our show and and talking to us about uh, worship rises. It's, it's been very encouraging. Yeah, thanks, Dave. Thanks, Kevin. I really appreciate the opportunity. Absolutely. Well, um, again, you can get in touch. You can chrisfromcanada.com. Is that right? That's right. Okay, uh, so you can you can go find out about him, or you can go to worshiprises.ca to find out about that, or Facebook slash facebook.com slash worshiprises, or twitter.com slash Worship prizes. Did I get all those right? You you must have those written down or something. That's great. <laughs> no, that was all that was all off David uh, off the top uh, of his head. That's but, how good he is. But um, but yeah, it's it's just been great to talk. It's been exciting to talk to you and hear you know just hear your passion for this. You know, I was I was, I was looking over Kevin one point where you're talking. We could hear you pounding on the desk while you're talking. It's almost like you're preaching about this. <laughs> <It's> like, <laughs> getting excited. But, 
Uh, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm fired up. Just, mostly because I'm just, I'm excited about, you know, what God's going to do with this. And, I, you know, I'm on the journey. People who are on the outside looking in, kind of on the journey following this along, I feel like I'm on, on the journey in the same way, just dreaming about what God might do next. So Awesome. Well, you can get in touch with us online, worshipministrycatalyst.com. You can uh, send us an email to davidworshipministrycatalyst.com or... Kevin at worshipministrycatalyst.com. You can like us on Facebook. Yay, please. I like you. <laughs> Which we're just we're just starting to get that. And you can also follow us on, on Twitter at WMCatalyst. So... Thanks so much for listening. Uh, We hope to talk to you again soon. Have a great day. Bye.